I looked it up. A year ago on this date, August 4th, the Chiefs were six days away from their preseason opener. You guys remember who that was against? Me neither. I had to look it up. The Cincinnati Bengals. The Chiefs won that game. It turned out it was the only preseason game the Chiefs won in 2019. So, obviously not an indicator of things to come. Hey, we know there's no preseason opener in 2020 because there are no preseason games, but there is a training camp and all the Chiefs are there. Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. On today's show, you'll hear from Andy Reid. He met with the media on Tuesday for the first time in a couple of weeks and talked about the Chiefs who have opted out, like running back Damian Williams, and those who are in the fold, like offensive guard Calicio Semele, and several other topics. Hey, after a break, you'll hear from the always interesting Tyron Matthew. He met with the media late last week and emphasized the team's veteran leadership. But let's get started with Andy Reid. So listen, we're we're excited uh, to be back. Uh, we've had now a chance for the rookies to go through the first phase of, uh, of this training camp, and that's lifting and conditioning with a walkthrough. And then uh, they were able to start today with their uh, padded shirts and helmet practice, um, and that went well. Uh, again, numbers are are minimal for how many rookies we have. So, um, but we were able to get some work done with them, which is which is great. I mean, uh, for not having the time that we had before to have it now is is perfect. So, and then the veterans are continuing to lift. They've got about four more days of that uh, program and um, conditioning. So. And then they'll be back up and and uh, going through this same process with with uh, that the rookies are with uh, the padded shirts and we'll kind of mesh them together at that point and uh, everybody will work together. So the rookies went this morning separate from uh, the veterans. So um, they had a little bit earlier practice uh, than what the veterans did. Anyways, um, all all's gone well. Um, Damian Williams, I think uh, we're all aware of that. We haven't met since then, but um, mo- most of all, uh, we we wish his mother the best. And uh, she has suffered right now. And and uh, and for Damon to take the time to um, to be with her, I think is, you know that that kind of explains it right there. So uh, we're all with him uh, as he works through that. And. Um, I think that kind of catches us up, uh, uh, transa- transaction-wise, where we're where we're at. So, anyways, with that, time's yours. <clears throat> Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, how you doing? I'm doing good, Adam. Thank you. Good, uh, Andy. Do you have uh, any plans to quarantine Pat or Chad Haney or Matt Moore, or any of your quarterbacks? And if so, what's that going to look like? Yeah, so you're, you're not, we're not in a position where you can quarantine guys. So uh, that's not the way uh, the camps are set up um, and what's in the collective bargaining agreement. So, uh, which uh, I understand now that's where it becomes important that everybody takes care of themselves the best they can when they're away and, uh, and also in the building. But uh, most of all, when they're, when they're away, they've been doing a great job Adam of wearing masks, doing the right things in meetings and with that uh, on the practice field when needed. Again, that's not mandatory there, but certain guys wear them, certain guys don't. Uh, But I'm going to tell you, the guys have been so diligent about it and they remind each other about our players 
committee has been phenomenal with it. So um, reminding guys in their positions. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, good morning, Coach. How are you doing? Hi, Herbie. Good morning. Hey, uh, two questions here for you, Coach. With the opt-out deadline being pushed back to the end of the week, Thursday or Friday, according to numerous reports, how much do you anticipate other players electing to go that route um, as far as discussions you've had with them? And then the second question, um, Osamelli, what is he giving you at the guard position or even along the offensive line, and how do you project using him? Yeah, so um, as far as opting out, um, that's at the player's discretion. I mean, I don't, I don't know, um, uh, and that's not because I don't communicate with the players. It's just that that's a personal thing for them, so I don't interfere with, with that. Um, uh, as far as Osamelli goes, um, I sure like him. And I, I, we had him in the Pro Bowl one year, and uh, I liked him there as a guy, and and uh, I'm glad he's with us. So it builds a depth for us and competition. And Herbie, as you know, that generates uh, good offensive line play or, or any position play when you have that kind of competition. So Andy Heck works all those guys in, so he keeps a rotation going, and and uh, they're all kind of interchangeable there. They uh, the way Andy does it. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy. Good to see you this morning. Hey, Nate. Yeah, likewise. Because you guys won't have preseason games this year, I'm, I'm just wondering how much you had to sort of adjust your training camp schedule as you ramp up to the scheduled home opener. How much will that affect uh, line play position, both on offensive and defensive end? And then secondly, because you get, uh, you know, more – men at the offensive line position, just how do you think Andy Heck is going to rotate those guys in when you know you're not going to have an opponent to sort of look at from film-wise to suggest who should be the starter for opening day? Yeah, so we'll get a feel on that. Um, and in particular, when the we've brought in some a couple of veteran players, and then obviously we got a couple of young players that we like to. But uh, we'll, be able, we'll be able to tell. The, uh, the thing – you got to flash back to your college days, and uh, and that's kind of how this is going to be at the start, I think, uh, when you look at it. So you're not going to have an opportunity for preseason games, but but that's okay. That's everybody. Um, I think the league's done a nice job, along with the union, on building up ramp-up days for the guys. Um, not only once we put the, uh, the padded shirts and shells on, we go two and two on those. Um, but also when we start in pads, they're, they're actual ramp-up days, so it's a shorter period of time on the field. And then it gradually gets up to what the CBA rules are, which is two and a half hours on the field. So, uh, well, I, I think that's a positive. We've got plenty of practices. You know, that, that's one thing we do have in order to evaluate and for our guys to, to get into uh, where they're comfortable playing shape. So um, I, think, I think it'll all work out. Well, I, I still think it's going to be a good product on the field for the fans, um, and uh, it'll be good to get to that point. So, uh, you know, down the road here. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Morning, Coach. Thanks for taking some time with us. Uh, I was curious. Um, I know that the team is is with Damian off the field. Uh, it does leave a big vacancy on the field just because this was someone you guys named the starter last year, and I just was curious – um, are you going in the direction of Clyde? Is it something you're still figuring out? And then when it comes to Clyde, what if it, if he is the guy, what makes you think uh, he'll be ready for this type of task uh, as a rookie? 
Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna get Clyde ready to play, um, and he's gonna get ready to play. Uh, but we're lucky that we have a pretty good nucleus of running backs there, so we're not uh, we're not in. Uh, listen, it'd be great to have Damian, but it, on the other hand, I, I think if you have to pick a position where you've got some talent, uh, that's a that's a position that we can work with, and um, we're in pretty good position. I think Brett and his guys did a great job with that kind of stockpile in that position. But, but for your answer, with Clyde, we're going to get him ready to ready to play, and he's he's wired that way. The more you guys get to know him, and ladies, uh, the more you get to know him. Uh, I think you understand his maturity and, and uh, kind of how he's wired. Yeah. Let's go to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Coach, uh, thank you for the time today. Uh, I'm curious, what, what's your reaction when you see what's going on with Major League Baseball, how they're really struggling? Uh, and, and are there ongoing conversations that you're having? I know how much you were a part of uh, trying to get everything set up to be as safe as possible, but do you, do you look at it? Are you talking about flying in, flying out, day of games to, to minimize where you're going and and is there a baseball seems to be now looking at shifting to a bubble for their postseason uh what kind of bubble talk if you could tell me as well and and why you know you did or didn't go and whether or not that would be a possibility for the league yeah so so i think baseball did a good job of uh make you know they figured that this something like this possibly could happen so the way they set that up i think they did a good job with it um likewise i think our league has i mean we're we're in a position where uh, we, you know, you don't want guys to get the, you don't want coaches to get this, but um, there, there's a chance that happens. And then, and then you've got to adjust and you've got to move as far as the bubble at the end uh, for the playoffs. I, I can't answer that. I think, you know, we just see how things are going and the league will, I mean, I'm not going to do this, but the league will monitor that as we go. But um, I, again, I think baseball kind of built into theirs, uh, anticipating something like this possibly could happen and then um, be flexible with it. Let's go to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, uh, Andy, thanks for the time. Uh, no, Sam. What, I, what I was wondering about is kind of along the same lines of what Seren just asked you, but does that give you any hesitation what you've seen in baseball, uh, you know, what, what you guys are trying to do and, and what gives you confidence that this – that what you guys going to do is going to be more successful than, than what baseball is seeing right now? Yeah, well, um, like I said, I, we've got things programmed in, uh, a plan in case it does happen. I mean, that's the league has built that in. We tried to do the same thing with the roster. Uh, but this is, I, I mean, Rick said it initially, this is your, your it, there's an unknown, right? We don't, uh, you can't see this thing. And, uh, and so, uh, and you don't know who it's going to affect, but we, we've all got to stay flexible with it. And uh, as long as we do that, and, and I, I think if the, as long as the coaches and the and the players do the best they can, you know, to wash their hands and keep the mask on and, and social distance, and then do that same thing in building and out of building, I think uh, you know you can make this thing happen. So. And then we'll just see. We'll see how it how it goes. Um, just tell me you're not at like Yellowstone Park right now. Just tell me that you look like you're on a nice ride right there. Yeah, I wish. No, we uh, <laughs> we are on our way back home. We're taking full advantage of the uh, work from home policies All right. here. All right, <laughs> I'm not driving. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go to uh, Vahe. Vahe, go ahead. Hey, Andy, good to see you. Um, Bye, Vahe. 
I, I was, this might seem like ancient history to you now, but I, I wonder if, if after the Super Bowl, if you it can point to a, one particular sort of quiet moment of we did it that, that was when you, you just stopped and appreciated it. And related to that, I just, I just wonder what the difference feels like between the burn you guys had after last season losing to the Patriots and what you come in with this feeling. Yeah, well, I, I think in both cases, um, we have a team, and Brett, I mean, my hat goes off to Brett for the job that he did, but um, we have teammates that like each other, like being around each other. The coaches uh, like being around the guys. So we've had that atmosphere here for a couple of years now. Not that we didn't before, but, I mean, you're asking me about the two years. But So I haven't noticed a, a lot of difference there. I, I think Vahe... Uh, kind of haven't been through this um, you know once you get there you want to get back and and so that's well and good uh, but you got to go through the process and I think they all know that um, and they're they're working hard right now and so what you do is you go off of those those indicators that and, and response uh, are the coaches working hard or the players working hard that's most important right now and I, I see that so that's got to continue now throughout. And heck, heck there are going to be some up and downs, right? I mean, that's how seasons are. It happens in games. It happens during the season. And, and you got to work through that and, and uh, just stay positive and, and work to get better every, every day and every week. So that's kind of where our emphasis is right now. And I haven't seen anything that um, has retracted me or my feelings on that, that they're not willing to work. Let's go to Mitch Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Uh, we're going to come back to you, Mick. Let's go to Karen. Go ahead, Karen. Hi, Coach. How are you doing, Karen? Great to see you, sir. Um, two questions. One, have you been able to talk to Coach Peterson after his COVID diagnosis? And the other thing is just when you do start preparing for contact, you know, besides breathing on each other on the line, there's sweat, there's blood, there's what kinds of things are a step up in protection that we can expect to see once the season gets going and there's contact there? Yeah. So I think what the, what the league has said, it's a contact sport. And I would just, again, reference back to them. It's contact sport. We're going to try to limit. um, I I think you try to limit the amount that you have there, although it's, you got to practice it. So, um, and then take as safe measures as you can with it. So Oakley's come out with some different things that the players will experiment with. And uh, whether they like it or not, they, they can experiment with it and, and put it in that position. But, um, you know, we're, we're going to do the best we can with, with, uh, with the situation. So, All right, guys, we've got time for a few more here. We're going to go Harold, Matt Derrick, and then Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Andy, hope you're doing well. I wanted to ask you, I saw the visuals of you guys wearing the face shields while you're out at practice. Just I wanted to know how that's going for you. Eric Bieniemy was too. We just see the images. It seems a little goofy at first to see, but how's that working out for you? And also, if there's anything that um, DeAndre Washington told you about Patrick Mahomes that you didn't know in your time that you spent with him? Um, yeah, so I'll start with the first one. You know, if you're a beekeeper, you'd feel real comfortable. So uh, with the mask on, it's uh, – it's one of those things. It is a different. Um, you have players and coaches, really, once you're on the field. Um, 
there's no necessarily regulation on that. You'll see all the coaches with some kind of either a mask on or a shield, sometimes both. And, um, and so that's the way we're rolling and as, as a staff and, um, and then your other one was, I'm not sure. Finish the second part of that. Go ahead. The DeAndre, you, you kind yeah, of, anything DeAndre has told you about Patrick that you may not have known since they both spent time at Tech together. <laughs> no, they're uh, no, no, neither. I haven't talked to either one about it. So, yeah, either. Let's go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. Good morning. Uh, go circling back to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. A week or so ago, he told us that picking up the playbook had been really easy for him. How much of that points to his high football IQ, and how much of that is, you know, rookies not really getting a chance to get on the field in the off season and, and really, you know, see what the NFL is. Yeah, so I think the virtual party took it serious and studied, um, and then uh, he's a sharp kid. I mean, he, he's uh, he's been blessed upstairs there, so he picks things up uh, fairly easy now we'll overload them here once the the veterans get in. I mean, that's just how it goes. And, and, um, and, and we'll see how, see how he does. I, I, I wouldn't expect anything different than what I've seen now. He, he just, he's going to, he's a proud kid that wants to make it right and, and is willing to work to do it. So he on and off the field, which is important. Uh, let's go to Matt McMullen for a final one. Hey coach. Um, it's obviously been a, a very unique off season, obviously with working with these guys virtually, but as a coach, you finally get to work with these guys in the building one-on-one. Uh, just how excited are you as a coach to be able to finally do that? Yeah. So it's great to have them, have them back. I mean, I like the energy that they have. Like I said, they like being around each other, which, which is important. Um, and, and they're willing to work. So they've been with Barry most of the time um, with the lifting and, and conditioning phase, but, uh, the times that we've had them in meetings and then for the walkthrough, they've been great. And then to have the rookies today actually be able to put a helmet on was uh, was kind of fun to watch. They they moved around pretty good, even though the numbers uh, we don't we don't have a lot of bodies out there, but they they sure worked well. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners: unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. started with Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, Ty, what's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Good. Good, man. Hey, what were your thoughts when you saw that Pat was rated as the fourth best player in the <laughs> NFL by the players yesterday? Um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, I'm not that surprised. Um, you know, when you players, are, players are voting for these things. So, And Pat has been... Pat has been, you know, handling his business since he's gotten the league. So uh, maybe he don't have that many fans uh, in the league, but um, but I'm, I'm sure he's motivated. Um, I know a lot of his teammates are motivated as well. We all we all feel like he's not only uh, the best player in the NFL, but one of one of the one of the best teammates as well. 
Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Tyron. What's up, man? Hey. Um, just wondering, uh, you, you've now been in the facility. You've seen all the health and safety protocols. I know you guys are in a completely different locker room. I wonder if you could just touch on just um, the oddity of the setup. And also, um, I, I saw that you said you wouldn't blame anyone for opting out. Was it was this an easy decision for you to come back, or did you really have to weigh some things? Well, I love football, so, you know, it would be hard to kind of pull me <laughs> away from the game. Um, but uh, I'll probably say this, since, since being in the facility – um, you know, we're kind of like in our own bubble, so to say. Um, you know, I feel like Rick and, you know, Chiefs, Mark, Clark, all these people have really, you know, taken the time, you know, and put some money into this to where, you know, you know they're providing us with, with the things we need um, to, to kind of avoid each other um, uh, when we can. Um, so I think and, – and then a lot of this is going to fall on us just being responsible as well, you know, once we leave from outside the facility. Um, I think that's going to be the big thing, especially with younger guys – um, so I'm more than sure I'll be preaching that all season, um, just trying to keep everybody, you know, focused. Let's go to Ruth Biggest. Go ahead, Ruth. Hi, Ty. Wanted hey. to um, find out two things real quick. One, where you're at with the whole vote movement that you spoke about earlier. And then the second is you're always doing such great stuff in the community wonder you know what you're looking at land the land as we move into season yeah well i, f I feel like as far as the voter registration i feel like the conversations you know we've had with, with clark and mark um has been going really well um, i look forward to seeing us um you know really begin to impact the community uh, especially here in kansas city um i probably say aside from that you know my foundation you know we've teamed up uh with when we all vote uh, was really as a just a, a universal program to kind of uh, bring awareness to voter registration, uh, getting people in certain communities um, uh, to, to start voting and trying to make that cool again. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Tyron, how you doing, man? Good, good. Hey, I, I want to follow up on Bob Fesco's first question there uh, on the NFL Top 100 list. Obviously, that, that process starts during the regular season. You all get your ballots, and then you turn it in at the end of the year. But what would you do to change that? Because obviously, everyone knows what Lamar Jackson was doing, but I think a lot of that gets lost in, in this voting process. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I feel like a lot of guys, you know, we don't watch that much TV, so when we do, you know, we can kind of get caught up into whoever whoever ESPN is saying is, you know, having a really good season. Um, and, you know, to kind of be honest, most of the times when we vote for this is after practice and we don't really want to be there. And so guys are kind of looking at each other, look like, hey, who's having a good season? And so we're just kind of putting names down. Um, I probably say, you know, obviously you want to continue to, to keep the players involved um, uh, with that. I think it's fun uh, for the game. Um, obviously not everybody likes uh, where they get ranked at. Uh, but I think that's part of it. I probably say I wouldn't change anything about it. I'll just probably get that list to the players before practice. That way they can actually, you know, think about <laughs> who they're voting for. Let's go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Tyron. Um, hey. You've, been, you've been preaching this all off season, but now that you're actually here at the facility, you're at camp, you're with the guys, how do you make sure that the guys aren't complacent with winning it all last year, that you guys are, are hungry for another title this year? Well, you know, I think it just starts with, you know, obviously guys like Patrick, uh, myself, Frank Clark, you know, just setting the tempo. Um, you know, obviously um, I feel like, you know, I'm extremely motivated. Um, you know, obviously 
I feel like there's so much more um, that, that we could really achieve um, uh, on, a, on an individual level, uh, on a team level. I feel like defensively, we still aren't, you know, talked about in a breath that I would like. So I'm extremely motivated to kind of keep my guys, um, you know, chipping away at it. And, we, you know, we're constantly trying to set a standard um, that, that everybody's going to respect. And um, so I'm hoping we could, I'm hoping the young guys that we added uh, and some of the veterans we've added could kind of, you know, help bring, you know, that swagger to the room. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Tyron. Thanks for doing this, man. Good to see you. Um, I know that because you have children, much like some of the guys who have decided to opt out, you have to put that as part of your equation as to how you're going to handle this when you leave the facility. I just wonder um, what your plan is and what the team has sort of explained to you about how to keep both you and your family safe throughout this process once you leave sort of the Chiefs bubble setup. And then my second question is, um, because of what we saw from my, of a you know facility setup yesterday, just how interesting is it or how different and unique is it to see sort of the defensive meeting room in the stadium where you guys have to be spread out, but it might be one of the few times you guys can't congregate in some manner this, you know, during this pandemic. Yeah, I think uh, the most important thing, especially once we leave, you know, the building is, is just prioritizing, you know, um, understanding, you know, what's our responsibility, not only to ourselves and to our families, but, but to our teammates. So, you know, obviously you want to, you know, if you have a job and you have the opportunity to go make your money, then you should you should go do that. But you should go straight home afterwards. You really shouldn't, you know, leave your home, especially without a mask. Um, you definitely shouldn't leave your home to go, you know, congregate with, you know, a lot lots of people. So um, I probably say that that's the biggest emphasis is to, you know, just, just let's just focus on football. You know, let's just focus on our families and let's try our best to kind of limit, you know, the access you know, we have to, to other people. Um, I'll probably say this, you know, going into the facility, especially the stadium, um, the meeting rooms yesterday, I feel like everything is um, it's where it's supposed to be. I feel comfortable. I um, feel like there's enough space. Uh, you know, obviously, you, know, you kind of get lost looking for people sometimes in a room. But other than that, you know, it's for me, it's hard to complain. I'm, I'm really, really happy. I'm excited. I feel blessed. I feel fortunate to even to be standing here, to have this job, to be making the money I'm making. So I'm not really in a position to kind of point fingers, tell people this and that. I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant. I'm happy. Grateful. Let's go to Greg Eklund. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, Tyron. How you doing? Um, I wanted to uh, uh, ask you because before you came to Kansas City, you were with Houston and everything in the opener. That's the target. Houston is the opener. And do you sense from being there and being in Kansas City now and from the two meetings last season that this is kind of a a rivalry that's shaping up much in the way that uh, the Colts and the Patriots had through the years? Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I spent the season with, you know, Deshaun Watson and, you know, I feel like, you know, being with Patrick last season, both of those guys are pretty pretty similar into what they bring to their team. You know, obviously both of them are the franchise guys and both of them are highly competitive. They come in the building with the right spirit, the right attitude. They work the right way. And um, obviously they, they have the talent to, to lead a, a football club. And I think anytime you have two, two guys like that in that position um, – in the same conference, uh, you know, it's going to be special, especially once you talk about getting into playoff football and championship football. Um, 
you know, I, I wouldn't mind playing against Deshaun Watson in, in big games. Um, feel like he's one of those players that that brings it out of you. He makes you prepare the right way, and uh, I'm sure Patrick does that as well for a lot of people. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, thanks, Darren, for taking some time with us. Um, I just have two quick ones. First, going back to the NFL Top 100, um, even in the All-Pro list, you ended up taking what was a a four-year break, and I just was wondering, do you think that there was anything different that happened with you last year that led to this elite level of play, like something that you could zone in on? And then my second one was, what are your expectations for Juan Thornhill, who's your running mate now in his return this year? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure, you know, you know, for one, I, I find any little reason to motivate myself. I can tell myself anything and spin it in my head anyway. Um, so, you know, I don't really care too much about the one top 100 unless I make myself care. Um, I'm highly motivated to, to prove to everybody that I'm one of the best, you know, players in this game. Um, and I still have that motivation. Um, I'll probably say my, you know, my hope for Juan is that, you know, obviously he take it easy. You know, he don't put any, you know, extra stress on himself. Um you know, obviously, you know, he plays for a good football team. And um, I, I think we have the ability to, to play late into the season. Um, I think him being a young guy, you know, I think the most important thing for him is his help. You know, so um, as long as he could kind of keep that in front of him, you know, being anxious to play, um, I think he'll all, he'll make the right decisions. I feel like Rick and his staff are they're pretty transparent. They're, they're probably the best in the business uh, when you talk about coming back from injuries and whatnot. So um, I, I know he'll be ready to roll, but. Obviously, you don't want him to feel like he has to put too much pressure on himself early on. All right, guys. I know we've still got a lot of hands up. We're going to do a few more. Uh, let's go to Breland. Go ahead, Breland. Aaron, um, you kind of touched on Twitter already uh, about the NFL and NFLPA agreeing to limit player activity outside of work. Um, how does this affect your team bonding and, and building that team chemistry? Because I know that's so vital for you guys. Yeah, it's going to be tough, you know, um, especially last season. You know, I used to try to have the guys over every week, um, just watch football, kind of interact, you know, get to know each other outside the game. I just feel like that's so um, fundamental into, you know, playing hard for the person next to you. So, um, obviously, I feel like we're going to have to find some ways to maybe we'll get in groups of five and space out, you know. Um, (laughs) I don't know, but – I mean, I feel like that was something that that really brought us close together, especially as the season went along. And obviously, it'll be a it'll be a big it'll be a big adjustment. It'll be a big transition not having that. We just have to find other ways to kind of get it out of each other. All right, we're gonna go Steve, and then we're gonna go to Adam to close it out. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Tyler, how's it going? Hey, good. Hey, you, you've been you're always giving back to the various communities, whether it's Kansas City here, your home state in Louisiana. Uh, during this pandemic, you've been virtually mentoring uh, at-risk youth to curb the violence in Louisiana. Can you speak about that and how that partnership came about? Yeah, it's been, um, that has actually been pretty cool, man, to, to partner with the Truce Program, who, who already does a lot of work um, in the inner cities in Louisiana, uh, especially with, with violent kids, kids that, you know, have behavioral issues and um, so for me, it's just me being an outlet for them. Um, and I was grateful for the opportunity to partner with Truce. Um, a lot of these kids, they know me. Um, and for them, they, they've been able to kind of see my whole life kind of grow up right in front of their eyes. So they know that it's possible. Um, and I think for me, it's just about, you know, sharing my experiences with them. I come from the same place as them. I've made some of the same mistakes they made. Um, I think they, they don't have enough people in their life telling them that they can do something. 
And um, I think, you know, I just want to be one of those people. So um, I'm looking forward to continuing to, to, to have that program and also getting more kids to, to register us and, and join. Okay, go ahead, Adam. Close us out. Hey, Tyron, just wanted to ask you about this upcoming season. We just heard Travis uh, Kelsey say that he kind of feels like uh, the team's a little bit behind the eight ball with just the limitations on, on what you guys have been able to do. For you personally, as a leader on the team, how important is it to make sure that you bring along these young guys to help them get ready for uh, the season and, and, and for these, this offseason? What did you have to do to really make sure that you came in in shape and, and ready to go? Yeah, I think, you know, the most important thing, you know, especially me, uh, you know, in my group, I, I have a, a lot of young guys in my group. Um, so I'm always trying to lead them the right way. Obviously trying to set the right examples for them. Um, you know, we've been already having certain conversations about this season and how tough it's going to be and how long it may feel. And um, I, I think it's going to be important for us to continue to lean on each other um, for, for positive spirit, for positive confidence. Um, and, you know, not really you know, get sidetracked. I think the most important thing is team right now. Um, and obviously outside of that, um, taking care of your families. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Savannah Smith, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Links to Chief Stories can be found in the show notes and on kansascity.com. Earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage and that includes Sports Extra that comes with the E-Edition. There are 47 additional pages of national sports coverage today in the Sports Extra. Here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage. The details at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account kansascity.com slash subscribe and whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in kansas city and helping us produce programs like sports bkc thanks for listening and we'll be back on wednesday with another episode